Today's show is brought to you by Aptiv. Aptiv is a fabulous app and robust online community that allows you access to top-notch, motivating personal trainers who guide you through an audio-based workout that is timed to your choosing with fun, perfectly synchronized music. Like Netflix for fitness, Aptiv gives members unlimited access to their entire bank of high-end trainer-led workout classes. So if you're looking for fresh, high-quality, on-the-go motivating workouts that adapt to your lifestyle, I highly recommend Aptiv. In fact, if you head over to the curator playlists, you'll see a familiar face. I chose seven of my favorite Aptiv workouts so that you can get a well-rounded mix of workouts that will take you from intense cardio to restorative serenity. And these are some of my favorite workouts to do when I'm traveling or if I just have a spare 20 minutes between activities. And because they're the best, Aptiv is even offering Fed and Fit listeners a free 30-day trial when you sign up for monthly subscriptions at www.aaptiv.com. Be sure to enter the promo code FEDANDFIT, one word, at checkout in your first 30 days or on the house. Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. I am really excited about today's episode. My goodness, when I first heard about this piece of technology, I think my jaw actually dropped. I was like, no way, this actually exists. This is so neat. I am so excited today to welcome Shireen Yates, owner and founder of NEMA. And this this little gadget, she's going to tell you much more about it. She knows the story better than I do um, about how everything came into play and how the really incredible NEMA gluten sensor um, is now available to us today, but if you guys caught the review I did on my blog, I reviewed the NEMA sensor because it's just, it's this little pocket-sized piece of technology. It's incredibly slick. It pairs with your phone and allows you, if you are extremely sensitive to gluten or even have an allergy like folks who have celiac, to be able to test food in real time and get an answer as far as is there actual gluten found, the gluten protein found in my food, um, because so much of what's out there, even though it's labeled as gluten-free, there could be cross-contamination. And it's really, it's an answered prayer in a lot of ways for many folks because, you know, we don't have to wonder, we don't have to wait until we get home and we get that stomach ache. So it's just such a neat piece of technology and I'm really excited. And so thank you first and foremost, Shireen, for putting this together and working with your amazing team. But uh, welcome to the Fed and Fit podcast. We're excited to hear about your story, excited to hear more about Nima. Um, and just welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, and I, I, you know, it's such an honor and we're, we love the review you did of Nima and very, very excited to just talk about, um, the product and, and really how it's fitting into people's lives since we launched. I would love, I can't wait to hear all about it. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where you got started, how long, I know that there was a lot of time and effort and energy that went into this technology. It didn't just pop up overnight. Um, so if you could walk folks through sort of the genesis of the idea and what really goes into developing a piece of technology like this, and maybe I guess your overarching why, you know, what was, what was the main reason you wanted to get started on this? Yeah, it's a great question. I actually found out in college that I couldn't eat gluten, dairy, egg, and soy. And um, not 
un- unlike yourself, I, you know, I, I was constantly feeling really subpar, just not myself, you know, physically ill. And I had no idea what was causing all of these issues. And then finally, I went to a, a bunch of different doctors. And finally, one said, you know, let's do a screen for food sensitivities. And sure enough, gluten, dairy, egg and soy had to be cut out of my diet. And I found it very challenging to eat out and eat socially and stay healthy. And I was constantly getting exposed to foods that I was actively trying to avoid. And so it was a problem for myself. And even within my own network of friends and family, I noticed more and more people were looking at food as medicine and understanding how it was impacting their bodies, what reactions they were having to. So I saw a really interesting opportunity to empower people with better information about nourishment and what they were putting in their bodies. But the idea for Nima didn't come, I was actually, until um, getting my MBA, I was getting my MBA um, at MIT, and it was between my first and second year that I went to a wedding, and I, I usually bring my own food at these weddings, you know, and uh, just because there's so much I can't eat, you know, just my snack packs, mm-hmm. um, and I had forgotten my bars at this particular wedding, and um, I asked the waitress if these delicious-looking appetizers she was bringing by were gluten-free, and she said, well, how sick do you get? you know, how allergic are you? Mm. And I was just like, gosh, if I could just take a sample of this and have one additional data point to know and empower myself with that knowledge, that would be really powerful. And that's just the idea. I couldn't stop thinking about the idea. And that set me on the almost four year journey that I've been on since starting Nima to just see how could we, how could we empower people with a device that could take one sample and you have one additional data point um, to make a more informed decision about what you're putting in your body. Incredible. I love it. And I, you, we're very much birds of a feather in a lot of ways because I feel at Fed and Fit what I'm trying to do and what I say over and over again is knowledge is power, right? At the yes. end of the day, it really, I, I don't have any stock in the decisions folks make. I don't, you know, whichever route they choose to go on. But I feel like I feel, I do feel a responsibility to giving uh, information so that folks can be more informed about their decisions. Now, yes. for me, it's on a it's on a nutrition science basis, and yeah. the respect I have though for the data point of actually knowing what's showing up in your food and not having to navigate, you know, well, what percentage of correctness is actually out there? What's the probability there's cross contamination? And having to wonder in those worlds and getting a definite answer is just so incredible. And so, I have a lot of respect for what you've done. That's incredible. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely knowledge is power. We we totally see the world in the same way. That's wonderful. A four year journey. Wow, that's amazing. I know. I oh. know. It seems like it's just so much has happened since then. And I knew I knew it would be a, a big daunting task to bring this to market. It's you know it's a chemistry based sensing technology that is a brand new product category. Consumers have never even seen anything like this. So we needed time to not only build that awareness but really vet the technology and and launch it. So when I when I started thinking about it. I was like, this is going to be, you know, I would say at least 10 years of my life if things go well, um, as I was thinking about the journey. Incredible. That's, that's awesome. And when you look at the NEMA sensor for anybody listening and you hold it in your hands, it's definitely, it's definitely a very polished piece of technology. So you guys have done a wonderful job of, it's obvious that a lot of time and effort and energy has gone into the weight, the feel, the usability, um, just for the user experience, speaking to it yes. from that angle, it's yeah. a really wonderful experience. The fact that it pairs with 
um, the mobile app, if you could actually walk people through the technology yeah. and what actually happens start to finish. I tried to st take a stab at it on the blog um, without you getting... You did a great job. You did a great job. <laughs> oh, good. Without getting too technical. But yeah. uh, we have a lot of very, I say this in the best way, very geeky listeners. So feel yeah. free to get down into the weeds. Oh, absolutely. So the technology behind it is it's a chemistry-based technology. And what we do, our innovation was around how do we extract a protein out of a complex food matrix very, you know, relatively quickly. And we looked at what was on the market and there were lab tests that allowed you to take a sample of food and test it for certain ingredients or proteins, but they took 15 or 20 minutes and cost a good amount of money. And we just thought if we can really bring the time down and make this in in a device that's just really portable and easy to use, there's something really interesting there. So really in, in uh, the simplest and perhaps the crudest way, it's like a pregnancy test for food. Mm -hmm. So you take a sample of food, you put it in this one-time use capsule, and the action of closing the capsule actually preps the food and runs it through the system. Then you put it in the sensor, and that's the triangle, and then it, it basically mixes, grinds, and then meters a specific amount of fluid to the, the chemistry, and then we pick up whether or not the protein was present um, based on the chemical reaction. The sensor picks up that reaction. And then the beauty of it is you, on the device, you can see the result. It's binary, yes, no, for very, you know, a very small amount of gluten. So it's um, tuned to 20 parts per million, which is what is um, gluten-free. And sometimes we even pick up less depending on the food matrix. But we need it to be really sensitive for people who, you know, have these um, strong reactions to the food. And then there's also an app component. So you can actually tag what you tested, where you tested, and you can see what other people are testing. So it's not just getting the individual test result for yourself, but access to all these thousands of other test results that people are doing every week when they're um, either at restaurants or even packaged foods or you know going to uh, uh, out to eat. That's fabulous. It really, really is incredible. The whole time I was using it, I just kept running to my husband saying, wow, look at this. <laughs> wow, look at this part. That's awesome. I love that. It's fun, you know, and I think that's, that's what we wanted to do is create a device that um, that can be a head turner for the right reasons, but also have the option of discretion if you need. And that's why it's designed as a triangle. So you can sit up if you want to put it, you know, not on the table or somewhere else. It can sit up on, on its own. Um, and generally people have been really excited. It's been a conversation starter for, for sure when people are testing at the table. Absolutely. I can definitely see that. And I really do see, I said this in the post, but I really do see it being more of a mainstay um, in the future, uh, seeing a couple of these triangles out. And yeah. in informed consumers are going to know exactly what's going on. And we exactly. Can, we yeah. can log it's into kinda... our MEMA app and see what yeah. the results were. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, so I'd like, I, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because I did get a few questions about the efficacy of the sensor. So it's, yeah. um, anything that tests below, you said 20 parts per million. Yes. So well, it's, it's, well, it's tuned to 20 parts per million, but sometimes we can pick up less than that. Um, but the, you know, the majority of tests are, you know, that we've made sure that if gluten is present at 20 parts per million, we're going to be able to let you know. Um, and that was really important as, because that's just sort of the standard of what's been set in, at least in the U S for what's gluten free. Right. Perfect. That's wonderful. And I think that was an important number for several of my readers. Yeah. Um, and, and when, and when folks see that and the fact that you're, you're very transparency is a word that's thrown around a lot, but I really do appreciate how much you've put out there on the website in terms of the efficacy of the results. And I think it meant a lot to readers to be able to see that. 
Um, so I'm curious, what were some of the biggest challenges you encountered in developing this piece of technology? There's also a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, people who own their own businesses, whether it's technology or getting a food product out into the market, um, either they're beginning of the process or knee deep into it. What was some of the biggest challenges you encountered in this? And I'd love for you to speak to about how you overcame them uh, and what it kind of looks like now looking back on some of those issues. I think one of the initial challenges when I was first starting was um, really when there's when you're n curious or navigating a new space, there are a lot of thought leaders and people that are in a certain space that say, oh, no, this is impossible. It can't be done. Um, and so just making sure that you're, you know, you realize that this is such a big problem and why can't it be done? And just keep asking why until you're you're satisfied and don't be easily satisfied. And so for initially it was just a lot of the you know people that I really respected but I just didn't really understand why, you know, why couldn't you create a device like this? And um a lot of the answers I got were just not convincing enough. So it was really it was um getting a ton of da data points but always believing in yourself and then and then surrounding yourself and going to the data to make those informed decisions and not just potentially what people say. So I think that was, you know, one challenge is, is just as we were starting. And then as we were getting going, um, of course, the other challenge is how do you develop when you're developing hardware and chemistry and um, and software? You know, how do you make sure that you're you're communicating the right timelines, keeping a parallel path and project management? And that's that's just hiring amazing people that can um, that can absolutely you know keep this ship steering in the right direction and um, and then being really clear about um, holding our standards really high about wanting to put out the best market possible the best product possible on the market um, you know not not cutting corners and if that meant a deadline slip that meant a deadline slip like really keeping the quality of the product um, as best as we could for the market so that was. You know, challenge number two, I'd say, once we were once we were developing and just trying to figure out for something that's never been done before, how do you anticipate how long it's going to take? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's really hard. Um, and then three, you know, once once we're on the market, I think um, the challenge of growing that awareness, like this, is something that people don't know exists. And if they're eating out, are they thinking, man, I wish I had a portable gluten sensor? Uh -huh. <laughs> not, not everyone's, you know, thinking that way. So we're, you know, we're working on building that awareness and um, making sure that people know there's a solution out there that can really empower them to be their he healthiest selves by knowing exactly what's in their food. That's wonderful. Well, I think that we definitely, we're definitely covering some of that today. Yes, we are. <laughs> Good. I'm glad to help in that regard. But you're right. Awareness is definitely out there. I would say... Portable gluten sensors is, it's probably one of those things that comes up in conversation maybe after dinner's over and everyone's sitting around saying, wouldn't it be nice yeah. if, <laughs> yeah. you know, one day yeah. when we're, when we have flying cars, we'll right, have portable right. gluten exactly. sensors. That's right. And that's how people are like, is this for real? Is this really for real? And so, you know, I love and I love and hate hearing that because you're like, yes, it's for real. Um, it's, it's on the market. It's available to go. There's thousands that are using it. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. And it's accessible. And that's another thing that I really value in it. Not only accessible in a physical sense, because you really could, I appreciate 
the thought that went into wanting it to be a discrete piece of technology because you really could keep it in your purse. You could keep yes. it on your person and it's very discreet on a table if you need it, if you didn't really want to draw a whole lot of attention. Um, so it's accessible in that sense, but also from a price point standpoint, you know, knowing I'm, we're working on a food product that we're getting ready to launch. Ideally the, our internal deadline of course is January of 2018. Yeah. Um, but of course, to your point, the product quality overrides any of that. So we'll it see. does it's yeah. Just being really focused on the quality and the, you know, the, the, the market that you're serving and getting that consumer feedback. Um, but that's so exciting. It is. Yeah, <laughs> we're very excited. We um, every I've talked a little bit about it. They know folks know it's going to be something edible, uh, yeah. but they're not sure what it is yet. And it's got a whole new name and all kinds of fun stuff uh, that's coming with it. Oh gosh, where was I going with this? Um, oh man, I did have a point. Um, but well, make sure you're using your NEMA sensor if you're labeling it gluten free. Okay. <laughs> I will. I did. I did have that thought while we were talking. Um, oh goodness, accessibility. I think price point wise. Oh, that's what I was talking about. Yes. So yeah. as far as getting the product tested for the presence, we want it, of course, to be gluten free. Yes. Um, because the majority of Fed and Fit readers are gluten free, if not also paleo. Yes. Um, and the test to just get that done from an industry standpoint is much more expensive than I ever would have thought. Yes. Um, and so the fact that, and I have that perspective and not everybody does, but I right. have that perspective of what it costs to get something like that tested for the yes. presence of wheat gluten. And the fact that you were able to boil down that amount of technology into essentially a pregnancy test for gluten, yes. you know, is just incredible. So it's accessible oh, from a price standpoint as well. Just knowing the, what it what it is currently yes no we, we and, and it is it is having that comparative um you know price point in mind it's we really were focused on how do we make this as accessible as possible and that's always something we're we're seeking to improve you know bring the the um the dream is for everyone who's avoiding gluten to be empowered with anima and um, the way to get there is to continuously work on accessibility and that's a big focus for our team I love it. Well, I cannot, I can't wait to see how you guys, I know you're going to be around for a very, very long time and I can't wait to keep watching you. Uh, oh, thank you. Cheering you on from the sidelines and as a consumer, of course, but <laughs> I'll be there with my pom-poms. Um, awesome. So I'm curious. So when did the NEMA sensor hit the market? So just um, earlier this year, um, in, in around February of this year, we were on the market. So it's, it was about, you know, three and a half years of development um, and then we launched and we also are working on peanut. So the idea is not just gluten, but how do we empower people, you know, for anything that they're curious about what's in their food. And we started with gluten because it's a large market. Um, gluten is very sneaky. And we asked people, how often are you getting sick when you're eating outside of the home? And people said one out of three, one out of four times. And it's so interesting with the thousands of NEMA tests that have been recorded in the app, we're seeing that of the foods that have been labeled gluten-free, the, the stats of NEMA really line up with what the user feedback was, that mm. one out of four, around one out of four times, um, we're seeing that foods that are indicated to be gluten-free in whatever way, whether it's a menu item or discussion with the wait staff, um, that they're coming back positive for gluten. Um, but, and then, you know, as we looked at the whole market, it was, peanut was also really interesting. There's millions who are avoiding peanut, 
um, they need to, to stay healthy. And that was another, um, you know, market that we're interested in after that dairy tree nut. And then we eventually want to get to a point for whatever, whatever's in your food, we can give you that instant information. Um, so you have that really in the palm of your hand. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. I was going to ask you about the future of Nima. So peanuts are definitely on your radar. And that's, yes. a, that's another, probably one of the most prevalent food allergies out there. I'm sure you guys have the data. You're a data yes. girl. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, so are there any other tests that you think are under the umbrella in the future? I'm sure it's not any simple task uh, to come up with a new sensor, but uh, can you... Yeah. Yeah, so we're also really interested in Trina and dairy and um, all major allergens. And then, you know, we've even kicked around the idea of what if we get into sugar? What if we get, you know, salt? People are have a really hard time trying to uh, really monitor those foods in their diet. And what can we do to help empower people with just better information? So starting with really the dietary restrictions first and then moving into um, other products beyond that. Wow. Very cool. Very, very neat. So now when people are sitting around the dinner table saying, wouldn't it be nice if this exists? (laughs) Exactly. We can expand that conversation. Exactly. One of the people there will maybe have heard this podcast. (laughs) Yes. Yes. They're going to say, pull up Fed and Fit. You have to hear about Nima. Um, Very, very neat. So do you, are there, have you, since February, since your launch, so it's been several months from now or since now, have you had any uh, fun consumer stories that have come in or anybody, any testimonies that you guys have started to collect? Yes. Um, we have, we have the, you know, on a daily basis, we have Nima stories come in and, and some of my favorites, I think actually just this weekend, um, we had this wonderful post of a, uh, a woman who got her Nima and she was having trouble, um, syncing it to her app. And, um, then this, we were, you know, the team walked her through how to do that over the weekend. And then we got a, you know, photo on Instagram where it was her wedding actually. And she was testing tacos at a, at a food truck at her wedding. And I was like, Oh my gosh, Berta, like, you know, troubleshoot. It's just how critical Nima is to, you know, she doesn't, she wants to have a great wedding night. And, and part of that is, um, you know, making sure that you're staying healthy and, um, being able to enjoy. And so, I understand why it was a priority, but it was so funny to see that photo and it was like, oh my gosh, it was their wedding. Um, so that was like, that was really special. Um, we also have just amazing stories from parents that um, are equipping their kids with Nima. I think one of the stress points for parents is um, when your your child is not in your um, you know, is not with you at all times, how do you make sure that they're safe and healthy? And especially when it's around mealtime and they're actively avoiding certain foods. And so, um, parents equipping their kids with NEMA that are testing NEMA at school or, um, at, at, um, you know, when eating out and just enabling them to do more than they typically would. And we're seeing this a lot with travel. We have, um, a woman that uh, wrote in and said that she just never, was able to travel in this way before. And and, uh, now she just feels empowered with the, a device that can at least, it's not going to guarantee everything you eat is free of gluten. I want to be clear about that, but at least it gives you that additional data point. And even with that one piece size sample, people are finding gluten in like 25% of the foods that they're testing that are supposed to be gluten free. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, it's been super, super rewarding and interesting after working on this for so many years to actually see users using it and the feedback that they have is is just very empowering. Wow, that's so wonderful. You're making a real difference. That's really incredible. Oh, well, the team is. I mean, it's an amazing team that's be, that, that got us to where we are. 
Oh, good for you. That's so exciting. I'm well, I'm just I'm just so thrilled for you. I'm thrilled for this technology. I'm thrilled for the people that I know it's going to help um, and the people that obviously it has helped already. And do you mind telling folks where they can where they can learn more about NEMA? Um, yes, maybe see some of those the data points that you guys have uh, published out there for everybody. Yes. So if you actually download the NEMA app, if you have an iOS um, you know, phone or Apple phone, you can download the NEMA app and then you can also download it for Android. Um, and you can see what other people are testing. But if you go to our website, nemasensor.com, that's N-I-M-A sensor.com, um, that's where you can purchase a NEMA and also see the reviews from community members, what they're testing, um, you know, how they're interacting with NEMA, how it's fitting into their lives. And um, that's where you can find everything you need. Awesome. I love it. And for all the other listeners who, if you want to read more of my ramblings on the subject, I have a blog post up and uh, with a review, I walked you through my, uh, my experience in using the NEMA sensor. And you can find that I'll link to that in the show notes. I'll also link, of course, to the NEMA website and to the uh, app in Apple as well. Yeah, Cassie's uh, post is it's amazing. I love what you wrote about NEMA, and um, it's definitely a great overview of the product. Oh, so good. check that out. Oh, good. I'm glad you liked it. The only problem I had was taking a picture of... Oh, yeah, of... the smiley face. <laughs> yeah, <Yes>. it's shy. <laughs> it is, it is, and it's not, it's not, it's nothing wrong with the technology. It's just my camera. Um, no. And <laughs> I had a moment where I thought, gosh, if I were better at Photoshop, I could go color it in a little bit. <laughs> um, that's going to make sense to about four people listening, but <laughs> um, there's nothing wrong with the sensor. It just cracked me up in the post. It's a part of the blogging life. Well, thank you so much, Shireen, for coming, making the time to come on the show to tell us about Nima, tell us about your journey. Really excited to, uh, really, I think this is going to be, not think, I have a really good feeling this is going to be huge during the holidays. It's the perfect yes. gift. Um, yes. So we're, we're a little ahead now, but if you're an early shopper. <laughs> yes, get on it. <laughs> get on it now. It would be a good one while you're thinking exactly. of it. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be wonderful. Thank you so much for creating the technology as a consumer. And of course, for sharing it with our listeners today. Oh, it's my pleasure. And thank you for the opportunity. And thanks for the great write up. Of course, definitely my pleasure. Well, like I said, I'll keep cheering you on and all of the listeners here, you can expect updates for me as uh, we keep watching what Shireen and her team are up to over at NEMA. Thank you again so much for coming on the show. For all the listeners, as always, you can find a complete transcript of today's show, including links to everything that we've talked about over at fedandfit.com. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back again next week. All right, thanks. <laughs> 